Hi, am I on the air? Yep. Fuck. Thanks. Do I have everybody's attention now? Do I have everybody's attention now? John, I got you. John, Do I have everybody's Sunday attention night. now? You put them cameras on me, then you must be willing To get that heart touched, it's a must-see feeling The news ain't good, then it must be villain So I say it's tag grounded, I don't trust these feelings Spread across your nose, and I'm on your air High as next on the cloud Am I in the air, Sunday night's prime time I flex mine better, Voltron transform to DX Don Mega and unseen, you probably think I'm nice Cause I flow like a stream to your wireless device And the smoke full of steam any given night, I'll show up like a piece of any given slice. And for the latest and what is best about I, tune in and tune the rest out, Don. You gotta tell them, am I in the clear? Is this thing gone? Am I on the air? On the air. What is going down, everyone? Welcome to another exciting, brand new edition of Am I on the Air? It's Sunday night, August 3rd. This is the season premiere right here. Season 9, episode 1. Tonight's episode is Hooked on a Feeling. And um, we're going to be talking about Guardians of the Galaxy, the number one film in the world. And I'm so happy to talk about it. Uh, but first things first... As you just heard coming into this show, the brand new theme song for Am I on the Air. I want to say a big, big shout out to my main man Sparrow, who came through again for me. You know, Sparrow is uh, somebody that I go way, way back with. An awesome, independent, underground rapper out of New York City. Uh, you know, and he's a big fan of the show. And, and that's so awesome for me. Uh, you know, to have this, I mean, this dude's blowing up in New York and he's, you know, traveling all over the East coast and to have him be a fan of the show and want to do exclusive theme songs for me, uh, is a beautiful thing. It all started back when I did my wrestling show, future endeavors. He was a ginormous fan of future endeavors and he did our future endeavors theme song. And then after he did that, he did the original am I on the air theme song that you guys hear every week for like the last couple of years. Um, he's been working on the new theme for me for a little bit, uh, ever since I went solo on this show, you know, once Nick dropped out and I continued on solo, uh, me and him have been talking and he's been talking about, you know, getting me a new theme, uh, since the other one doesn't really kind of flow anymore, since it talks about Nick and Don and all this kind of stuff. And I love that other theme to death. And, you know, it, it's always going to be a classic for me. Uh, but it was time, you know, to get something new and something fresh and something that was, you know, to show the new direction of the show uh, with your, you know, one and only host, DX Don Mega. So um, I just really, really want to thank Sparrow for hooking that up. I love it, dude. An amazing new theme song. I'm so happy to be able to debut it on tonight's episode. So I figured what better way than to uh, launch off a new season. You know, season 8 went 23 episodes, which usually we run a little bit smaller seasons. And uh, But I was like, you know what? Let's jump right into season 9 because we're kicking off. It's the beginning of August. we got a new theme song. We're going to talk some Guardians of the Galaxy. And, uh, yeah, we're going to do it up. So, once again, thanks to Sparrow. You can follow him on Twitter at SparrowWeTrust. Um, and Sparrow is, has two sevens in it, so it's S P A seven seven O W. You know, so just to let you know, and uh, you can find him on Facebook and everything too. Uh, dude is awesome. Uh, we have, you know, I've always promoted him, and I think we're go I'm going to have him on the show here in the next couple weeks. We're trying to work out some dates. He's going to come on. He's going to talk about what he's been up to, and we'll probably play a new song of his. So I'm very, very excited to have Sparrow come join us here on Am I on the Air? So thanks again, my friend, for hooking it up with that new theme. It is off the chain. All right, so. With that all being said, let's get into our movie review of the day, of the weekend. It's the number one film, like I said, and I'm talking Guardians of the Galaxy. Chris Pratt, Zoe Zaldana, Dave Bautista, Vin Diesel, Bradley Cooper, um, 
Josh Brolin popping up as Thanos, you know, Lee Pace as Ronan the Accuser, Jillian, um, uh, you know, Nebula, um, Yandu, <laughs> Michael Rooker in there, uh, Michael C. Riley even popping up. I mean, this cast is phenomenal. I am letting you know right off the bat when we talk about this film that this is now my favorite film of the summer. Hands down, favorite film of the summer. Um, it gave me everything I want in a film. Um, I love comedy, so I love to laugh. And when comedy and laughter is done the right way, with action, there's no better mix for me. Because I'm a big action buff. I love explosions, I love fight scenes, I love all of that. So when you mix good action with great humor, I'm done. I'm sold seal it up with a bow and send it on its way and that's what guardians of the galaxy did you know plus it's a marvel film so it's tied into the universe and you know we meet these this new group of characters which i love the way it all kind of came together you meet chris pratt's character and then you meet um zoe zaldana's character gamora um and then then you you know individually then you meet rocket and groot uh and then there's the scene where they they go into a prison and then that's where they meet Jarax, and then they all kind of come together for you know maybe not the best of uh means in the beginning but as they work together and they kind of go through all of these ups and downs they become friends and then they become a team and by the end of the movie they're dubbed the guardians of the galaxy and um you know basically the gist of the film because of course once again it is spoiler free um is that chris pratt's character star lord um he is um, at the beginning of the film, there's about the first five minutes of the film takes place on Earth, and he's uh, about 11 years old, and he gets abducted by a spaceship, and then the movie fast forwards to about 25 years later, and you meet, you know, Chris Pratt's character Peter Quill, uh, aka Star Lord, who Star Lord, and um, uh, you know, he's basically. Uh, like a treasure hunter he's reminded me a lot of like a han solo type and you know he finds this orb and then all of a sudden all these people are trying to kill him and take this orb from him um and there's of course reasons as to why people want the orb but i won't get into it because that's a spoiler um but if you you know i mean like i said you know thanos is in the film so you could kind of guess the connection there and um so uh ronan the accuser who's the big baddie in this film he wants the orb um, for of course evil purposes and uh, the Guardians got to keep it out of uh, the hands of evil and uh, this film just hit on all cylinders everything for me I mean I saw it in IMAX 3D so first and foremost you should see it in IMAX 3D because uh, the big screen format definitely worked for the film I thought the 3D was really really cool in several scenes for this film and, you know, from the very beginning, the musical choices, the action, the pacing, all of the characters, everyone had great rapport with each other. There were so many good one-liners, um, and everyone had moments to shine. I mean, as much, you know, from the previews, I was like, this is going to be Chris Pratt's movie. You know, he's going to really be the main star here, and everyone else will kind of feel secondary. And it wasn't that at all. I mean, you know, like... Gamora got just as much time, you know, Rocket and Groot got an amazing amount of time, and for me, probably stole the show, Rocket was amazing, who would have thunk that a talking raccoon was going to steal the show in a two-hour movie, and he does, him and Groot, an amazing pair, Groot is awesome, I could never get sick of hearing Vin Diesel say, I am Groot, like 50,000 times in this movie, um, of course, Dave Batista. I'm a big wrestling fan. Batista is a former WWE superstar, former heavyweight champion. I like the dude. I think he can act. I've always thought that he could act. You know, I, when I very first saw him in this little independent movie called The Wrong Side of Town, and he was only in the film for maybe less than 10 minutes, and I was like, you know what? He wasn't half bad when I saw him in that. And since then, you know, he's he's done a couple of little straight-to-DVD movies that were okay, and then he did um, The Man with the Iron Fist, um, a couple years ago with Russell Crowe, and he, he was cool in it, you know, he wasn't, he didn't carry the movie, and then, um, last year he did Riddick with Vin Diesel, and he was one of the bounty hunters in that, 
And um, so I was just really, really happy that another wrestler gets an opportunity. We see how great it turned out for Rock. And, um, you know, so for to, for me, I was really excited to see what Batista brought to the game. And he was awesome. You know, it was great because his character is super dry. And, you know, he doesn't get irony and he doesn't understand puns and all that kind of stuff. He's very literal. And, you know, so when they when Chris Pratt's character tries to joke with him or make statements with him, it just kind of, he doesn't get it. And he reacts in a straight-up kind of direct way. And he delivered some of the best one-liners in the entire film. Congratulations, Batista. You killed it. You were awesome. And I hope that this brings some really good stuff here in the future. Um, Nebula, she was a really cool side villain. Um, You know, I thought Lee Pace did really good as Ronan the Accuser. Um, It was cool to finally see Thanos in there, uh, voiced and kind of CG'd by Josh Brolin. Um, Everything, man. Everything in this film. The special effects. All the planets they went to. Like, once again, the humor and the action, it just, this movie fires on a thousand cylinders, and it never steers you wrong. It was so amazing. So, yes, this is my favorite film of the summer. Um, I'm still trying to decide if it's my favorite film of the year. I, I still loved Captain America The Winter Soldier so much. That was my number one film of the year. This might beat it. I'm going to need to see it a second time. I saw Cap two or three times in the theater, so I'm going to need to see Guardians again. I will probably go again next weekend. Um, I need, you know, to really kind of sink it all in again. Um, But from my one viewing so far, this movie kicks so much ass. (laughs) So five out of five stars for me. Um, No doubt there. Uh, This film, I can't highly recommend it enough. You will like it. If you take a look at Rotten Tomatoes right now, the film has a 93% fresh rating and a 96% fresh um, audience review rating. Um, Yeah, fan audience review rating. So, everyone likes this film. I still have not even found one negative review on it. And I don't know how anyone could hate on it, you know? It, It... really doesn't connect much to the other uh, Marvel films, if you're wondering. Uh, there is a segment that Benicio Del Toro does in the film as the collector, and he kind of explains a couple things um, to the Guardians they're, that they're asking, and that really kind of covers the whole Marvel Cinematic Universe, and you kind of see some things and what he's explaining, and it's really, really cool. So that's about the biggest tie-in with the other Marvel films. So um, other than that, there is an after credit scene. It's not all that great, though. I'll probably never even sit through the credits to watch that again. I was really disappointed because I was hoping that they were going to put in a teaser for Avengers 2 because that's the next film, and I was hoping that that would be something they would tack on to the end. If they were smart, they should have done that, and then they could have got $100 million out of the box office because people would have been going to see the Avengers tag. Um, instead, they put a real, real kind of just lackluster kind of uh, tag on the at the end that really didn't do anything. Um, there is a quick little scene right after the movie ends, uh, right before the credits start rolling, um, with Drax and Groot, and it is awesome. That end scene right before the credits hit had me dying. It was so, so funny. It was, it was so silly and stupid, but it was so good, and I was glad that they kind of chucked that in at the end. It just kind of shows, once again, just everything that was brought for this film. The film's already been signed for a sequel. I told you guys about this coming out of Comic-Con on last week's episode. Guardians of the Galaxy 2 will come out in 2017. Um, so I'm happy. It looks like everybody's thrilled. James Gunn is coming back to direct, and I'm very happy about that because this guy knows this universe in and out, and I'm glad that he's coming back to return to with the gang. Um, so, so good. Look for a new Am I Still on the Air spoiler review for this, because um, I, I gotta get the guys together, Geeky Pat, For My Peoples, and uh, we gotta talk about this film in great detail. Um, it was just that good, and I know we all loved it. I know Geeky Pat already saw it twice, and um, so lucky bastard. But uh, I'm gonna hopefully get to see it again twice. And uh, I know for my peeps wants to talk about it, so we got to get together this week. Look out for that episode. Um, 
I know last week I told you we would do a Hercules one. It's just been so busy we haven't had a chance. I'm not sure if I'll actually get a Hercules one together. If there's time, maybe we'll do it when we do the Guardians one. Um, But if not, I can guarantee you that we will be getting a Guardians of the Galaxy review done. That is for sure. So five out of five stars for me on Guardians of the Galaxy. Best film of the summer. Let me take a quick sip here. Alright, re-energize. Alright, my friends, let's get over and let's start talking about the news of the last week. Uh, Up first is the official um, first teaser trailer for um, The Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1. Yes, Part 1. A lot of people still didn't realize that they actually turned this book into two films. So Part 1 will come out in November, and Part 2 will come out the following November. They shot the films back to back. This is simply a a teaser trailer. It's only about a minute long, but you do get to see some of the characters. It is a pretty cool little teaser trailer. It just made me really want to see more now. So uh, you can check that out on the Twitter and the Facebook page. Alrighty, let's uh, keep trucking along. Uh, Also have the Red Band trailer for Sin City, A Dame to Kill For. This was a Red Band trailer that they debuted at Comic-Con last week. Finally got released to the public, and you can check that out on our Facebook page and Twitter page. Uh, Disney's The Jungle Book has added Christopher Walken and Giancarlo Esposito to uh, its roster. Very, very cool. Uh, speaking of Comic-Con, it's going to actually go down in 2015 a little bit earlier. Uh, usually it happens at the very end of July. Next year it'll run July 8th through the 12th of 2015. So um, be aware of that if you're thinking about going to um, Comic-Con. We also have the first teaser trailer for The Hobbit, The Battle of the Five Armies. Um, I actually didn't watch this trailer and I saw it for the first time before Guardians yesterday in th- in IMAX 3D and uh, you know it was a decent trailer the, these Hobbit movies and Lord of the Rings and all that is not my genre it's not for me so um, yeah so you know what yeah, I'm just glad that this is over <laughs> um, some really cool a really 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 cool video popped up earlier this week, and it keeps getting taken down, and I keep trying to repost it, but, you know, you definitely got to check it out if you can. It is test footage for the proposed Deadpool movie. Now, of course, the Deadpool movie, for those of you that don't know, is something that's been rolling around for many, many years. Ever since Ryan Reynolds was Wade Wilson in X-Men Origins Wolverine, um, after that film came out, they said, we're going to do a Deadpool movie. They signed Ryan Reynolds, they got some writers, they got a director attached, and they were ready to go. The problem was, um, they wanted to do a hardcore rated R movie. And Fox was like, no, we're not doing a rated R film, it's a comic book movie, you know the deal, PG-13. Everyone on this Deadpool film is sticking to their guns, saying that they're not doing PG-13. This needs to be rated R, and that's the way that they're going to make it. Well, Fox has not caved in yet. So this footage that came out is something that was put together several years ago, and it's about a minute and a half clip. I think it's less than two minutes. Um, uh, It's all CG'd, but Ryan Reynolds does the voice of Deadpool in this, and you see him in the red outfit, and you see him kind of being silly and singing the, you know, Gwen Stefani song. And then he breaks the fourth wall, and he talks to the audience, and then he jumps into this truck off of the freeway, and then he just starts speaking in Spanish, and he starts fighting everybody, and it's really violent and cool. Severs a head. I mean, it's pretty awesome. It's got cussing. I mean, it, it's what you expect from a Deadpool movie. And this footage has had everyone in the last week being like, damn, I want to see that movie. Um, So I'm hoping that Fox is taking a little cue here and finally says, you know what, we should probably just let it roll. They can do a Deadpool movie for a pretty cheap budget. You know, I feel like they can make this film for like 50, 60 million, which would easily make its money back if they do it rated R. You know, there's a lot of people that are going to go see this thing, you know, and... I just don't understand the hesitation. A piece of me thinks that the studio leaked this footage, because when the, when the footage first leaked, 
it was very grainy and it was like it was on a camcorder someone like stole it right then a couple days later the footage pops up again and it's in high def like i mean it's in it looks like a trailer for the movie i mean it's it's in great quality it's not a shaky camcorder i mean it was awesome so i feel like somebody leaked this thing from fox and said let's see what kind of uh buzz we get going about this um, and so far, so good. The buzz has been amazing. So I really hope that they stop dragging their feet on this damn property and give us the Deadpool movie. Give it to us, please. Um, Ryan Reynolds was born to play Deadpool, and I want to see it. So check out that footage if you haven't seen it. Um, if any of my links don't work anymore, I apologize. Just uh, try to search Deadpool test footage, and I'm sure you could find it. Um, over at Comic-Con as well, Quentin Tarantino finally confirmed, and it's been a very big spe- speculation that he was, but he finally confirmed that he is going to be making The Hateful Eight. The Hateful Eight was that Western movie he was going to be doing about a um, several months ago. He said, oh, my next movie is The Hateful Eight. I'm going to be doing it here soon. And then the script got leaked. And some websites started publishing the script, and he got super pissed. And he said, you know what, if you want to share my script, I'm not making the movie now, so forget it. And then he said he wasn't going to do it. But people want this movie, and there's been a lot of demand for it. And and after, you know, he got to settle down for several months, he finally said, okay, I'm going to go ahead and do it. So The Hateful Eight is coming. It's supposed to start filming in the beginning of 2015. All right? Uh, trailer report, last week the Fifty Shades of Grey trailer dropped, and guess what? It is the most viewed trailer of 2014. Yep, it's beat out Guardians of the Galaxy, it beat out X-Men Days of Future Past, it beat out Transformers, it's beat out everything. Fifty Shades of Grey has had, in literally one week, over 35 million views, as far as its trailer streaming on YouTube. So, that's insane. But I guess a lot of people just want to see how this thing's going to turn out. So, very, very crazy. Um, let's see here. Um, Freddie Prinze Jr. came out, and he, if people remember this guy, and he used to be on the TV show 24, and he came out the other day, and he put out this article, and in it he was saying that Kiefer Sutherland was the most unprofessional dude in the world, and it made him want to quit acting because he was such an asshole, and he put out this whole big thing about dealing with, um, with Kiefer, <laughs> so check it out if you're interested, it's a funny little read. On our Twitter page, we have um, the, we have five minutes of footage from the Family Guy Simpsons uh, crossover episode. You know, coming, um, I believe in September or October, uh, Family Guy and the Simpsons will crossover and be in the same show. And um, so five minutes of footage is available for your streaming pleasure just by clicking on the link over on our Twitter page. Twitter.com slash air. Um, Sons of Anarchy has signed a new guest star, and it's Glee's Leah Michelle. So, that's a very odd, um, cameo there, but, um, she's a guest star on Sons of Anarchy. Um, let's see here. We got Everything Wrong with TMNT, which is, of course, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but this is the animated film that came out a couple years ago, so... Um, you can check that out. We have the first trailer for the new Daniel Radcliffe movie called Horns. Uh, this movie looks really, really weird. I don't even know what to think about it. Um, but it looks better than I thought it was going to be, so check it out, Horns. Uh, we also have, for all you Walking Dead fans, we have the Season 5 Comic-Con trailer. It leaked out, and we got that posted, so you can check out the Season 5 Comic-Con trailer uh, on our Facebook and Twitter page. Jodie Foster is going to be directing George Clooney in a new thriller called Money Monster. Paul Greengrass is set to direct a new thriller called Agent Storm, which is My Life Inside Al-Qaeda. It's going to be a true story movie that he is doing. 
Um, last week's show, I talked about that they're going to be doing Skull Island, which is going to be kind of a King Kong reboot. It's a prequel talking about the island that King Kong comes from. Um, now it looks like the studio is negotiating with director of Attack the Block, Joe Cornish, to take over and direct the reboot. So it's not official yet, but it looks like Joe Cornish is at the top of the list to take over Skull Island. Um, J.R. Ramirez has been cast as Wildcat on Arrow Season 3. Um, I'm not familiar with this dude, but hey, it'd be cool to have Wildcat on Arrow. Uh, This is really, really cool. Bruce Campbell, it looks like he is going to star in the new Evil Dead TV series that Sam Raimi is working on. So that makes me very, very happy because Bruce Campbell should star in an Evil Dead TV series. (laughs) They're not going to do another movie. They, They should have that. Um, the NWA biopic film is moving along in its casting as they've ta- they've now cast uh, MC Ren and DJ Yella from NWA. Uh, you can check that out. Um, see, they're some lesser known guys. Um, and you can check out that article to see uh, who they are if you're interested. Uh, we do have uh, another video, which is a Guardians of the Galaxy featurette that focuses solely on Rocket Raccoon and Groot. Um, The new Call of Duty is coming out in November. It's called Advanced Warfare. And now there are special editions available to pre-order. So go ahead and you can check out the link to find out which version you would like to pre-order come uh, for November. So I actually need to change my pre-order because I pre-ordered it when there was no special editions. So now there are and I need to change that. Uh, I'm very excited about this. The League... I love the league. It's on FXX, and the league returns Wednesday, September 3rd at 10 p.m. So that is very exciting news to me. I love the league, and I'm not a sports guy, so I know a lot of these jokes kind of fly right over my head. Um, But, you know, nothing goes over my head because my reflexes are too quick and I would catch it. Um, But, you know... Regardless of all that, The League is a hysterical show. It's on FXX, and I'm so happy that the next season debuts very soon on Wednesday, September 3rd, 10 p.m. Um, the, screen, uh, the screenwriter that helped pen with James Gunn, Guardians of the Galaxy, states that we will have a female superhero movie very, very soon. And there was an article that came out the other day with Kevin Feige, who's the president of Marvel. Uh, he says that they're looking sooner rather than later to uh, debut a female-led superhero film as well. So a lot of people still thinking it's going to be Miss Marvel, Captain Marvel, whatever you want to call her. Uh, that that is going to be the movie they're going to lead with. There's been a ton of rumors that she might even pop up in Avengers 2, uh, Age of Ultron. So we will see. Uh, Either that or it's going to be the Black Widow movie. Who knows what direction they're going in, but it seems like we're getting very, very close to a female-led superhero film. William Shatner is going to be playing himself in Ted 2. Yes, good job, Seth MacFarlane, man. That's going to be awesome. William Shatner playing himself in Ted 2. Kelly Fry is going to be playing the supervillainess Plastique on the Flash TV show coming to CW here in about a month. Uh, Zoe Zaldana has given an update on the Avatar sequels. She says that um, they're going to be filming those for about eight to nine months. Um, The reason why it's such a long shoot is because they are filming parts two, three, and four all back-to-back. But she's pregnant now, so I don't know how much that is going to affect the shooting schedule on Avatar. So maybe since most of her character is mo-capped and CG'd, she can still do that stuff, uh, even pregnant with a mo-cap suit on, which I'm sure will probably be the majority of it. But um, So yeah, it'll take about eight to nine months to fully film all four movies, or three movies, I should say, all back-to-back. Iggy Azalea. I'm so fancy. You know that chick? She's going to have a cameo in Fast and Furious 7. No word on what she's going to be doing or who she's going to be playing, uh, but Vin Diesel announced that she will definitely have a cameo in Fast 7. Um, let's see here. TV Land has canceled Kirsty after one season. That's the new uh, Kirsty Alley show that came out. And, um, yep, canceled after one season. Sorry about that. Um... America's Got Talent has added Google voting. Um, I really like this. Uh, American Idol did this earlier last year, and it was really, really cool. So I'm glad to see America's Got Talent doing it. Basically, the gist of it is if you just Google Google search 
America's Got Talent, it will pop up with everyone that performed that night. You just click on their picture, a little a little graph will pop up with a bar, and you just drag the bar. It'll tell you, like, you have 10 votes available, and you can drag the bar from 1 to 10, and then place your vote instantly right there on Google. So you don't even have to, like, sign in to any website. You don't have to do anything crazy, and you can make your vote count. So do it, because we need to vote for the good stuff here in America's Got Talent. Um, VH1 has renewed the show Hit the Floor for a third season. Uh, the Blacklist has added a House of Cards al- al- alum as a new series regular. Um, let me, I'm trying to remember what her name is. I don't watch House of Cards. Um, but, um, Mo, Mozan Marno. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That name doesn't even sound familiar at all, but... Mozan Marno has joined um, the blacklist in addition to Mary Louise Parker from Weeds, and she was in the Red movies. I love Mary Louise Parker, so I'm very happy to see that she's going to be joining uh, the blacklist as well, because the blacklist is an amazing show with James Spader. It was one of the big breakout hits of the TV season last year, and I'm very happy to uh, see some new additions to that. Ron Livingston is going to be playing Paul Revere in a new AMC comedy pilot. I like Ron Livingston a lot. I don't know about a Paul Revere comedy, um, but I guess I'll have to just see some stuff from it. Um, Once Upon a Time has casted uh, the Prince Hans from Frozen. They've been adding a ton of Frozen characters to this next upcoming season, so if you're interested in Once Upon a Time, go ahead and click on our links. Um, um, Once Upon a Time has also booked John Rhys Davies in another Frozen role. So, there you go. Um, a lot of people have been asking about Wasp in the Ant-Man movie. And from the way that, um, Michael Douglas explains it, it sounds like she is dead in this Marvel Cinematic Universe that, you know, since he is playing an older Hank Pym, uh, that, that she is dead, and basically he's trying to, you know, move on and get past her memory and just all this kind of stuff. I feel, because I know Evangeline Lilly is in the film and she plays Hope, which is their daughter. I have a feeling that Hope will be taking on the Wasp mantle before the film is over. So, because there's a lot of people complaining that there's no Wasp in this film and we don't have Janet, you know, in the movie. I think Marvel just wants to go a little bit of a different direction with it, and I think they kind of had to since they went with an older Hank Pym. If they were going with a younger Hank Pym, I think Janet would have definitely been in it. But because they went older, they can't just do a typical Wasp. So they could have their daughter Hope pick up the mantle, which is funny because the more I read about Wasp missing... I don't feel like very many people are making the connection with the daughter stepping in. I know I am, and I hope I'm right, so then I can be like, why did no one else see this coming? Um, For right now, I seem to be the only one thinking this, but (laughs) I would be very shocked if Evangeline Lilly does not end up becoming Wasp in the new Marvel Cinematic Universe. That way we still get it, but they just do it in a little bit of a different way. And there's no reason that they can't. We got a black Johnny Storm in the Fantastic Four reboot, so why not? All right, let's keep it rocking and rolling. Um, we have the new trailer for the Maze Runner, um, which looks pretty cool. Got a new trailer for a movie called Frank, which stars Ma- uh, Michael Fassbender and Maggie Gyllenhaal. This movie looks so damn weird. Um, Michael Fassbender wears a big puppet head in the entire film. I don't think he ever takes it off in this movie. It's called Frank. You need to see the trailer for yourself. It looks like a dark kind of comedy I don't know, man, but the big head is actually pretty hilarious, so check out Frank. Um, We have the new trailer for Night at the Museum 3, Secret of the Tomb. Uh, I I don't mind the Night at the Museum movies. They're fun family films, and and this third one gave me some laughs in the trailer, so um, I think you should definitely, you know, check it out. If you're into the other two, I think it'll be cute to check out the third. So, Secret of the Tomb is the official name for it, for the new Night at the Museum. Uh, I thought this was funny. Mira Sorvino and Lisa Kudrow both want to make a Romy and Michelle sequel. I would totally be down for this. I like Romy and Michelle's high school reunion, and it'd be funny 
to see them do it like what maybe they'll do in like a 20-year reunion this time around or something like that. Um, I don't know if it'll get done, but it's funny that the two of them are kind of stirring up the pot saying, you know, hey, we want to do it. So I would be down for sure. Um, Activision and Blizzard has revealed that over 4.6 million players took part in the Destiny beta. Um, I was one of those. I, I played Destiny throughout the whole two-week beta, and I loved it. This game is sick, and I can't wait for September 9th when the full version comes out. Um, it, it was pretty damn awesome, so I, I truly, truly enjoyed it. Uh, great job from Bungie with Destiny. Um, let's see here. We got a new Everything Wrong With, and this time it's Step Up, the original film. Step Up, uh, of course the sequel's coming out this Friday in theaters, so we're getting prepared with an Everything Wrong With Step Up in 13 minutes or less. And for those of you that don't remember, Step Up stars Channing Tatum. Yes, one of his original roles there. The Expendables 3 dropped a new trailer. It is the final official trailer, um, so check that out. It's actually really, really good, but it's only about a minute long. It's a, it's a short trailer. Also got the trailer for the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. This looks interesting. It's actually a live-action CG hybrid. Um, part of the movie is animated like the old cartoon TV show, and then SpongeBob and his friends go on to land. They leave the ocean, and then they become like CG, kind of like the Smurfs, interacted with the live-action stuff. And Antonio Banderas is in this, and it, it, I don't know. It looked like a movie I would love if I was tripping on acid. So um, check out the SpongeBob movie, Sponge Out of Water. Check out that trailer. Um, we got an article with uh, the Agents of Shield producers. Um, who talk about Coulson's attempt to rebuild, Hydra's presence, and new villains and more in Season 2. So you can check that out if you're interested. Um, Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair is going to be hitting Blu-ray and select theaters in 2015. For those of you that don't know, Kill Bill, The Whole Bloody Affair is the original theatrical cut of Kill Bill that Quentin Tarantino wanted to release um, when it was three and a half hours long. Um, you know, what happened originally with Kill Bill was just the fact that he made this really long three and a half hour movie and the studio said, no, we're not releasing this, no, th we're not putting out a three and a half hour movie. There's no way in hell. You know, trim it down. And Quentin didn't want to trim it down, so he did put it out in two parts Kill Bill Volume 1 and Kill Bill Volume 2. That's not how he wanted to do it, though. He always intended it to be one film, not two films. And uh, so he made this cut, which is called The Whole Bloody Affair, and it's the original three-and-a-half-hour cut. I think there's some bonus stuff that he put in, maybe some deleted scenes that he put in, so it would have a fresher take. But in all essence, it's the two films put together without the cut, and you see the movie the way it was intended to be. So it'll hit Blu-ray and theaters in 2015. Um, I love Kill Bill Part 1, but I really didn't care for Part 2. So... Um, I'd be kind of interested to see the whole bloody affair, though, when that gets put out. I'll probably end up buying that on Blu-ray. Jamie Foxx is going to be taking on Mike Tyson in an upcoming biopic film. He'll be playing Mike Tyson. I think that's great. Um, definitely, if anybody can do it, it's going to be Jamie Foxx. So, very cool to see that. Uh, Alex Kurtzman is set to direct Universal's Mummy reboot. Uh, this is really cool. Um, I like Alex Kurtzman. You know, he's a great writer. I know that him and one of his writing, writing partners are trying to relaunch this universal um, cinematic universe with all the monsters like Mummy and Dracula and Frankenstein and the Wolfman. Uh, they're, they're trying to do this, and they want to launch with this Mummy reboot. And it's been through a couple of different directors. They haven't worked out. And since Alex wrote it, the studio just said, hey, would you want to direct it? And he was like, sure. So <laughs> Alex Kurtzman will be taking on directing duties on the Mummy reboot. Speaking of the Mummy reboot, it has also been giving a very high-profile date um, as it will now come out on June 24th, 2016. So it's got a smack dab in the middle of the summer release date, and that is very, very cool. Speaking of release dates, Universal has also finally locked down The Huntsman. Uh, for those of you that remember 
Snow White and the Huntsman. Yes, it's of that fame. Snow White and the Huntsman was a film that came out a couple years ago with Kristen Stewart as Snow White. And, of course, Thor himself, Chris Hemsworth, was the Huntsman. Charlie Theron was in it. Um, it was a decent movie. And then after the film, they were, were going to do a sequel. Then there was all that controversy with Kristen Stewart because she slept with the director of the film and he was married and just all this stuff. So the director's not coming back. And now Kristen Stewart is not coming back. The studio wants nothing to do with that. Instead, they're going to do a spin-off movie, which I'm hearing is going to be a prequel. And the film is just called The Huntsman, and it will follow um, Chris Hemsworth's character uh, in the film. And Charlize Theron will return as well as the evil queen. The Huntsman will hit theaters on April 22nd, April um, April 22nd, 2016. So, once again, The Huntsman, April 22nd, 2016, and then The Mummy reboot, which will be set in the present day. This is not a reboot of the Brendan Fraser film. It's not a sequel. It doesn't take place back in the day. This is set in present time. Mummy reboot will come out on June 24th, 2016. All right? Very, very cool. Let's keep it rocking and rolling here. Um, Simon West, who one of his main movies was Con Air. Simon West came out the other day and said that he wants to get Nicolas Cage back and he wants to make Con Air 2 in space. Yeah, I don't know, he's got this crazy pitch, he's got this crazy concept, and he wants to do Con Air 2 in space. We'll see if Nicolas Cage is that gung-ho for it. I don't know. I do love Con Air, though. It's one of my favorite Nicolas Cage movies. And um, I don't see... Going into space is never a good idea for any film. Um, You know, that's set on Earth. I won't say for any film overall, because we just had Guardians of the Galaxy, and it's the best film of the year. And that's all in space. But, um... When you take a sequel like Leprechaun in Space or Jason 10, um, you know, it just, it always kind of goes to hell once you add in the space moniker, Um, but it would be kind of cheesy and interesting to see. I think uh, we'll get Machete in Space soon here, too. Um, And this is kind of upsetting me, but the cast contract negotiations are still going on for The Big Bang Theory Season 8 and is now stalled production on the show. I talked about this on last week's episode that the cast is kind of holding out for more money. They want that friends money, you know, like a million an episode. And the studio's kind of in a bad situation because they've already announced that the show has been signed on for season 8, 9 and 10 and they didn't even have the cast locked down. And the cast is basically doing the negotiation together, so no one's going to work, and they're saying, you know, we'll pay us and we'll return to work. And the studio's kind of playing hardball, and they were supposed to start filming last week, and no one went. And now now production is delayed because of these contract negotiations. So hopefully this will still work out. Hopefully everybody will, you know, meet in the middle somewhere, and get what they deserve. So I hope they do. I love Big Bang Theory, and I hope that they can get this finally going. Um, this next piece of news really makes me happy. Um, it was finally revealed that PlayStation 4s outsold Xbox Ones 3 to 1 so far this year. That is awesome. Uh, I'm a big PlayStation fan. I love Sony, and I hate Xbox. So to see it beat out xbox three to one makes me very very happy um we do have a picture which is the first look is josh brolin as Thanos uh in guardians of the galaxy you can click at your own risk some people didn't want to look at it um because of spoilers or whatever they wanted to wait till they saw guardians um so i just wanted you know it's on there if you would like to see it um if not cool um we got an article up with james gunn talking about some plans for guardians of the galaxy 2 Uh, So you can check that out. I'm not going to read into the plans because some people will once again think of spoilers. So if you're interested in seeing some of the plans for part two, you can click on that article over on the Twitter page. Um, Sharknado 2, the second one, debuted a couple days ago on the Sci-Fi Channel. And it set Sci-Fi records with nearly 4 million viewers for this. Oh man, so ashamed of America. I did end up watching about the last 30 minutes of this the other day. Um, I think actually last night. It was on last night, and I caught about the last half hour. Wow, the effects so bad, so cheesy, the acting. But you know what? It was such a train wreck, I couldn't turn away. And now I kind of want to see the whole thing. I've never seen the original, 
but after seeing the 30 minutes of the end of the second one, I'm really, really intrigued now. <laughs> Sharknado 2, the second one. Congratulations. And during the broadcast of that, they also announced that Part 3 is coming next year in 2015. So, yeah, it's not slowing down. Sharknado will continue. Michael Bay has extended his first look deal over at Paramount Pictures. You know, Transformers is a ginormous hit, and because of that hit, Paramount said, you know what, you can keep making movies here as long as you want, and they've extended their deal with Michael Bay, and he's super happy to to take it, so, uh, speaking of Michael Bay, this news just dropped today, Transformers 4 officially crossed the 1 billion mark, yes, it has made 1 billion dollars, it is the first and only film to cross a billion dollars in 2014 um it's the second in the transformer franchise number three dark of the moon also crossed the one billion mark and um so congratulations to michael bay um you know mark Wahlberg, the whole cast and crew um you know i'll know i love transformers um age of extinction uh it, you know one of my favorite movies of the summer and um saw it three times <laughs> and uh you know part of that billion dollar roundup right there and just very cool to see it like just make such waves you know like i said it made over 300 million alone in china to become china's biggest movie of all time um you know, it passed um, X-Men Days of Future Past to become the biggest film of the year a couple weeks back as it was on its way. And today it finally crossed that one billion mark. So congratulations to all of them. Uh, James Gunn put on, Jim uh, going back to Guardians again, there's been a lot of Guardians articles, but James Gunn has discussed Marvel's Guardians plans, including possibly meeting the Avengers down the road. I truly believe this is going to happen, no doubt. Um, it's funny to watch all the actors and James Gunn and Kevin Feige and all of them kind of play coy about it and say, oh, we haven't really talked about it. And, I, I, you know, maybe the possibilities there for some of these characters to cross over and this and that. And in my mind, there is 100% no doubt that you're going to see the Guardians of the Galaxy in Avengers 3. You're going to see everyone together. Avengers 3 is going to be about the Infinity Gauntlet. And the Infinity Gauntlet revolving around Thanos being the big bad guy. And with Guardians of the Galaxy really having a lot to do with Thanos, and they know about the Infinity Gems and all this kind of stuff, they're going to have to go to Earth to help fight. you know. And, and I think that it's going to be a really cool thing to see like Iron Man and Cap and Thor and all them kind of maybe outmatched with Thanos. And, and kind of maybe being down on their on their luck, and then the Guardians of the Galaxy come in, and they all team up, and then they're able to take down Thanos. Uh, it feels like a no-brainer to me. The, the script is already written in my head, so I, I, I hate that they're playing so coy about it, and I can't wait to see some official stuff. I know we're very, very far away since we're only on Avengers 2, and Avengers 3 is going to be at least three years away, but you know what? With, an, with another Guardians in the middle of that... And everything else that's going on in the middle of that, I think we're definitely going to get the Avengers and the Guardians teaming up to take down Thanos in Avengers 3. Alright, um, going back to the Hunger Games Mockingjay, um, the soundtrack is being put together by Lord. You know Lord. Uh, we don't care. We're driving Cadillacs in our dreams. That Lord. Um, she is actually curating the entire Hunger Games Mockingjay Part 1 soundtrack. She's going to do the theme song herself, and she's picking out all the artists and songs for the rest of the soundtrack, so they kind of gave her carte blanche with that. TNT has renewed Dick Wolf's Cold Justice for a third season. Allison Williams is going to be starring as Peter Pan in NBC's new live production of that. Um... See here, we got a new trailer for When the Game Stands Tall, which stars Jim Caviezel. It's a football drama movie. We have another new trailer for a movie called Space Station 76, and it stars Patrick Wilson and Liv Tyler. It's a sci-fi comedy film revolving around a space station in 1976. It's a comedy, and it looks really, really weird. Um, Patrick Wilson reminds me a lot of Ron Burgundy in this trailer. Uh, the way he's talking, the way his mustache is, the whole nine. Um, the, the trailer gave me some laughs, and I'm curious to see what they end up pulling out with this thing. But I was just like, where the hell did this movie come from? Like, it's just really, really odd. Check it out for yourself. Space Station 76. 
Also have the first trailer for Into the Woods, um, starring Meryl Streep. It's a new Disney film, kind of taking on all of the um, classics from Disney. It's also a Broadway play, and um, I know we saw this trailer before Guardians, and my wife was super stoked. She was like, oh, I've heard about that. I can't wait to see it. Uh, we have the new trailer for Interstellar as well. Um, I like this trailer, you know, the more I'm seeing about it, the more I'm getting interested. This is the new Christopher Nolan film, and I thought this trailer would, was done really well. It shows a lot of stuff in space, and it shows them what it looks like on a different planet, and it, it had a lot more footage that made me very interested, so very cool first trailer, or third trailer, I should say, overall, but first one to kind of give us some more uh, for Interstellar. I'm so happy about this next news. NBC finally came through for me, and they've renewed Undateable for a second season. I've talked to you guys before in this show about Undateable. It's a half-hour comedy show, uh, sitcom. They, they debuted it, like, in May, and it was just kind of a throwaway comedy. Like, no advertising... I had no idea the show was even being put together. And all of a sudden, it was like, hey, new comedy tonight, Undateable, check it out. And I was like, okay, I think I will check it out because I like some of the people that were on it. And they aired two episodes a week because you could tell NBC just wanted to burn through them real fast. And and then the season was over because they were showing two episodes a week. But you know what? I fell in love with this show. My wife fell in love with the show. Everyone I told that I've told to watch it has loved it. And after the season finale, we were like, man, I hope that they renew this show. But I feel like I've had the worst luck lately with shows I like getting canceled. And I was like, you know what? It's probably not going to get renewed because it was just this throwaway comedy. They did no, like I said, no advertising. They just kind of chucked it on there to kind of get rid of it. Well, guess what? It did pretty damn decent in the ratings, and NBC noticed it, and they've signed it on for a second season. It'll be a little bit of a shorter season. The first one was 13 episodes. They've signed the second one to be 10 episodes. You know what? I'll take the 10 episodes. I'm so happy that the show is coming back. I hope that people support it when it comes back and don't just forget about it. I don't know when they're going to air the second season. I don't know if they're going to do the same thing and wait till like May and just have it kind of be that filler at the end of the year, or if they're going to push it up maybe you know earlier in the year and put it like back to back with something i don't know all i know is that this show is awesome and you should catch up on it on nbc.com or hulu or on demand whatever you need to do check out undateable because it's totally worth it and it's super hilarious and i'm so proud that nbc has decided to renew it for a second season so so happy all right. Uh, David Zayas um, from Dexter fame has joined the Gotham TV show. He's going to be playing mob boss Sal Maroney. Uh, so that is really cool. I like David. Uh, he is really, really cool. So um, I look forward to seeing him on Gotham. We also have, uh, let's see here. Oh, the Harry Potter books are getting brand new covers starting on September 1st. So if you're a big Harry Potter nerd and you need to have all the books in all their latest forms, check them out in your bookstores on September 1st. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy, again, when it opened on Thursday night, it made $11.2 million. $11.2, which was the biggest Thursday night showings of any movie of 2014. So that was a real big indication that this was going to be a big hit right out the gate with a massive Thursday night showing. So congratulations once again to everyone involved with Guardians. Um, We have a new trailer for a movie called Stonehurst. Stonehurst Asylum, which stars Ben Kingsley and Kate Beckinsdale. So you can check that out. Um... Andy Serkis is directing a new Jungle Book movie. It's officially been titled Jungle Book Origins, and it's been set for an October 2016 release date. Uh, Universal has also set Clifford the Big Red Dog uh, release date for April 2016 as well. Um, We have an article up on who was that in the post-credit sequence of Guardians of the Galaxy. I told you earlier it's a stupid post-credit sequence, but there is a character in there, and a lot of people were super confused by it. 
if you want to know, once again, I'm staying spoiler-free, but if you want to know, I do have that article posted for the people that are curious. It's on our Facebook and our Twitter page. It's called, Who Was That in the post credit Sequence? Um, Ghostbusters 3 is uh, changing up here. It's now targeting Paul Feig as director. Paul did Bridesmaids, and he did The Heat uh, two years ago. Um, funny, funny dude. And he's looking to take on Ghostbusters 3, which now they're saying it will be mostly a reboot and it will follow a a new group of female Ghostbusters. A lot of people pissed off about this. You know, Ghostbusters 3 was supposed to originally be a continuation with the original group. Then, you know, the the script changed and unfortunately some people died and, you know, it it just, it it went through a lot of different changes and then it looked like it was going to be a pass off to a new group of Ghostbusters and now, if Paul Feig takes it on, he loves working with females, and he wants to turn it into a female-centric Ghostbusters film, which I'm kind of okay with. I think it'd be interesting, depending on which girls they get. Like, I would love if they got, like, Tina Fey, and uh, Kristen Wiig, and Amy Poehler, maybe something like that. Melissa McCarthy, like, get those all together yeah, to be your new Ghostbusters. That would be pretty damn hilarious. Um, but that is the latest and greatest on Ghostbusters 3, is that it's looking to possibly be a reboot with an all-female cast and directed by Paul Feig. He's in negotiations with them right now, so we'll keep you posted on the development of that. Um, production officially wrapped today on the Fantastic Four reboot, and we got a cute little set picture of the four of them just kind of hanging out, uh, not in costume or anything, but just so you can see uh, them on the wrap there. And, um, that that brings us up to speed with our news of the week. So, very, very cool. Good timing here. And, uh, let's run down our release dates and our box office stuff. Sound good? And then we'll get on out of here. Um, if my computer will hurry up and take me there. I'll take you there. Alright, here we go. On DVD and Blu-ray on Tuesday is going to be Need for Speed, Divergent, and God's Not Dead. Uh, I really like Need for Speed, so I'm actually going to be picking that up on Tuesday, and I recommend you check it out as well. It was a a fun movie. Uh, In theaters on Friday is going to be Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Into the Storm, Step Up, All In, and The Hundred Foot Journey. So, a handful of movies coming in. I plan to check out Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Into the Storm. So, um, I know Geeky Pat is into um, disaster films, so I think me and him might check out Into the Storm. Uh, We'll work that out this week, and uh, we're definitely going to figure out a time to see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. And right now, let's get into our box office. Coming in number 10, it's A Most Wanted Man with $3.3 million. Number 9 is in So It Goes with $3.3 million. Number 8 is Sex Tape with $3.5 million. Number 7 is The Purge Anarchy, $5.5 million. Number 6 is Planes, Fire, and Rescue, $6.4 million. Number 5 is Dawn of the Planet of the Apes with $8.7 million. Number 4 is Hercules with $10.7 million. Number 3 is Get On Up, the new James Brown biopic film. That was the other big debut this weekend. It came in at number 3 with $14 million, a little bit below what their expectations were. Number 2 is Lucy. That was last week's number 1. Lucy fell to number 2 with $18.3 million. And your number 1 film, we've talked about it a lot tonight, Ooga chaka, ooga, ooga, ooga chaka. I'm hooked on a feeling. Tonight's show title is in honor of it. It's Guardians of the Galaxy, $94 million. And I gotta say, an amazing box office for Guardians of the Galaxy. It really, really is. All Marvel wanted to do was hit $50 million. They just wanted to hit 50. You know, they said, if we can get above 50, we'll be in good hands. That'll be, that will show us that people are okay with doing, you know, non-sequels and to doing a franchise, a Marvel franchise that people are not aware of. Just get us over 50. Word of mouth was so good and the reviews were so amazing that when, you know, first Thursday hit, 
and it did that 11 million we talked about, and then people were like, damn, this is going to actually do really, really well over the weekend. And then Friday it did like $38 million, I think, on Friday alone. And then all of a sudden the estimates were like, it's going to do 60 or $70 million. Then by Saturday, it did amazing again, and then they were like, okay, forget the 60 to 70 million, it might actually hit 90. And then today the numbers come out, and it hit 94. So it really blew away all expectations, because up until Friday, they were still just guessing this film was going to be between 60 and 70. And it did 94. So amazing. It's the third biggest debut of the year. Transformers Age of Extinction did 100, Captain America the Winter Soldier did 96, and then here is uh, Guardians of the Galaxy with 94. So congratulations, the third biggest debut of the year, two Marvel films in the top three, that is amazing. Although, not enough for me for a personal bet that I made. Me and my brother-in-law were betting on the box office, and we had the over-under set at 97 million. And he had the under, and I had the over. I really, truly thought Guardians, based on how much the Thursday night shows were and the Friday night shows were, if it had kept up its full pace, it should have hit $100 million. And I was really thinking it was. I mean, in my mind, I thought Guardians was going to hit 105. I really thought it was going to cross the $100 million mark and be the biggest film of the year. I was close but it was under $97 million, which means my brother-in-law won, and now i got to buy him dinner on Tuesday. So, more people should have gone and saw Guardians. I'm, I'm still got my fingers crossed that tomorrow morning, the final, final weekend numbers will come out, and the predictions will be wrong, and they'll say, it actually ended up making $98 million, then all of a sudden that would be funny to go to him and be like, actually, I won! You owe me dinner on Tuesday. But, it'll be a little bit of a stretch for that, but, um... You know, it was a fun bet to take, and it was close. And I'm just glad that it did as amazing as it did, because it truly deserves it. Five out of five stars. Best movie of the summer. There's your box office, ladies and gentlemen. And that will wrap us tonight. Let me shout out. um, One big shout out I want to do is you need to check out the People's Forum. The People's Forum um, with my boy for my peoples on Twitter at for the, the number four my peoples p e e p l e s. Um, he launched his show, The People's Forum, about a month ago, and he wanted to debut his first episode with the history of comic book movies. And I was fortunate enough that he asked me to come on it, so I went on it uh, along with his other friend Fred. And we talked comic book films, and it was supposed to be one big debut episode. We talked for about two hours, and we only got from 1979 to about 2000... Actually, I don't even think we hit the 2000s. We hit, like, the late 90s. And then we stopped. We were like, wow, that that took all of our time. So we'll finish on the second part. So we did a second part. Went another two hours... Still didn't finish. So the second part is available for you to check out, which is basically like 2000 to 2008. And then we said, okay, we'll do a third part and we'll finish this baby up. We recorded for four hours. I shit you not. Four hours to wrap this conversation up. So, uh, in turn, he has taken that four-hour episode and he has now chopped it in half. (laughs) So, we have... Uh, part three, which was just posted a couple days ago, which talks about pretty much the rest of the 2000s, and part four, and the final part, (laughs) will be released sometime this week, uh, probably on Wednesday or so. They're great episodes, they're a ton of fun, I was so happy to be on it, so thanks peeps for having me on again, Uh, I really enjoyed talking comic book movies, and obviously we all enjoyed talking about it, hence, uh, you know, eight hours worth of conversation to talk about, you know, 20 years of comic book films, (laughs) so, uh, but it's fun, and I think you'll really enjoy it, so if you're interested in comic book movies, go to reddragonsradio.com, click on the People's Forum, and check out the three posted episodes of the History of Comic Book Films. Uh, from the People's Forum, featuring yours truly, Don Mega, Mega, Mega. Alright, so that's uh, my first shout-out there. Check out um, the People's Forum. Second one, uh, check out um, This Week with the Geek. 
um, my boy Geeky Pat, uh, who of course joins us on the Am I Still in the Air spoiler reviews. Um, you know, just saw Guardians with him. Um, you know, he's got his show this week with the Geek. He just did a big wrap up of Comic Con on his latest episode. So if you really want to hear uh, everything about Comic Con, like movie news like I, I kind of talked about but he really gets into like some video game stuff and of course the actual comic book stuff if you're interested in that check out the latest this week with the geek that you can also find right there on red dragons radio speaking of red dragons radio that should be your bookmark site um check it out because that's where you can listen to am i on the air it's where you can listen to our am i still on the airs you can listen to this week with the geek you can listen to the people's forum you can listen to pro wrestling nation you can listen to inside the ropes there's a lot of stuff right there on red dragons radio go ahead and like it on facebook over at um, facebook.com slash red dragons radio and follow on twitter at Red Dragons Radio. So if you follow on Twitter, uh, you'll see the tweets, you know, promoting all the shows, and you'll always see when new episodes get posted and, you know, different kind of scheduling options and this and that. So it's a good Twitter feed to follow. So thanks for our affiliates over at Red Dragons Radio. For myself, ladies and gentlemen, my official webpage is amiontheair.com. That's your big hub, so bookmark that. Um, you can like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash amiontheair. You can follow us on Twitter at twitter.com slash am I on the air. You can follow me on Twitter at dxdonmega. Um, you can find us on iTunes. You can subscribe and download us. A lot of people love the iTunes. If you need the iTunes tab, if you're having trouble finding our site for some reason, if you just go to our webpage at amiontheair.com, you can click on the iTunes tab, and there's a button right there that says subscribe on iTunes, and you can just click it, and it'll take you there automatically. If you like to stream on the go, Stitcher is the website for that, and that's where you can find all of our episodes uh, on the go, is through the Stitcher app for your mobile device and tablets and everything. Um, I think that'll do it. So thank you once again for tuning in. Check out our next episode where we'll talk about Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and maybe Into the Storm. Uh, and then also look for later this week to find to see the new Am I Still on the Air Guardians of the Galaxy spoiler review. Looking very, very forward to diving into that in all of its glory. So till then, ladies and gentlemen, I've been your host, Don Mega, and thank you so much for supporting me and tuning in week after week. I really appreciate it for this Season 9 premiere. Hope you enjoyed the new theme. Thanks again to Sparrow. Have a great night, have a great week, and we'll catch you next time right here on Am I on the Air. Peace. Red